Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Funeral Boss Inc. podcast. Today's episode is called Elvis's sister has left the building. I think all of you guys know who Elvis Presley is, right? The king of rock and roll. Um, If you don't, then look him up and he's a total icon. Well, I had a family that came in some years back and they were um, coming into the funeral home to make arrangements for their father who passed away. So I always remember because it you know, when you see a family, you know when it's a close-knit family or if maybe it's a family who didn't see each other too often but and things were kind of awkward, you know, but this family, you can tell, close-knit family. There was a total of five children, uh, three daughters, two sons, and the gentleman had a spouse, longtime common-law wife. So they never were officially married, but they had been together over 15 years. And um, they came in and what stood out about them as well was they had a folder uh, with them. And in that folder, the father had written down everything he wanted for his service ahead of time. So he didn't pre-plan it where he, you know, he hadn't come into the funeral home to pick everything out and have it, you know, paid off with the payment plan. But he had just some at some point of his life uh, in his life sat down and wrote down his wishes for his family which you know of course a pre needs always ideal because that kind of helps financially but just even knowing you know I think your loved one's wishes is a big deal and um, the family said you know it was something that they never really wanted to discuss but now that they've lost him it was just such um, a blessing for them to know exactly what he wanted and in that um in that folder, when they opened it up, it had a breakdown of the kind of service he wanted, the kind of flowers he wanted, what he wanted to wear, how he wanted his hair. Uh, he even put the color casket he wanted. He chose his pallbearers. So he had written everything down to a T. And he also had an insurance policy uh, with that paperwork. and. The policy was for $25,000 and in the notes he had put, you know, this policy is only for the funeral arrangements. So he wanted every dollar to be used for his funeral. So a $25,000 funeral, that's a pretty big deal. That's a big one because, you know, on average, we'd have a family come in. And they were very modest, right? They had a budget they had to stick to. But um, he had this insurance policy for $25,000 and he wanted it used for himself. So I thought, hey, that's pretty cool. And what was awesome is that the family said, yeah, that's what he wanted. That's what we're going to do. You know, they made sure that they chose everything top of the line for their dad so that they could use the whole $25,000. So the coolest thing is... um, they had brought in like um, all his Elvis Presley memorabilia. They had things that they wanted to put on display. Um, they had the music, the playlist going with his Elvis songs. And the <laughs> the secret of, of the dad's look was he actually would wear a toupee. He had, he had fake, fake piece of hair that he put at the top to give him all of this volume um, that people thought was natural. So of course, pressure on me because I'm thinking how the heck do I style this thing to make it look like these pictures so that alone was a whole project but um, this is the kind of the kicker to it all is you know they brought this policy in the family is like 
you know, honoring his wishes to a T. They're all working together. It's beautiful. Everything is going smooth. So what happens is when a family brings in a policy for life insurance, uh, funeral directors, we have to call in and verify that the policy is good, right? So we always had this claim form that was created for us at the funeral home. And when we would call the insurance, a lot of the time you're put on hold and you're listening to some horrible hold music for a while. And once you get an agent on the line, you have to ask, um, okay, is the policy in force? Is it assignable? Is there any loans on the policy? And who's the beneficiary? So here I am calling in to put this claim for that $25,000 policy to cover this gentleman's expenses. And I'm asking, is the policy enforced? Yes, it is. Okay, is it uh, assignable? Yes, it is. Wonderful, okay. Uh, is there any loans on the policy? No, yes, okay, perfect. Now, who's the beneficiary? So they give me the name of the beneficiary and I thought, okay, I don't, that name doesn't ring a bell. I don't know if that person's here making arrangements. So, um, all right, I write the name down and I said, okay, thank you. They send me some claim forms. So I go up to the front and I let the family know, um, hey, everybody. Uh, so I went ahead, I called, policy's good. All we need is this person to sign the claim forms for us. And they all looked at each other and their mouth dropped. And at that point, I thought, uh-oh, what does this mean? Who the heck is this person? So they said, are you sure that that's that? Oh, like, they were just so caught off guard. And I said, yeah, that, that's who they said. And they said, oh, my God. I said, well, who is this person, if you don't mind me asking? And they said, well, that's our dad's sister. And they had a huge falling out 10 years ago. And they haven't spoken since. And I thought, oh, wow. And I said, okay, well, do you guys know how you would get a hold of her? And they said, yeah, we do. But it's not going to, I don't know if she's going to agree to sign. And they were just so like, you could tell like every, their dreams were shattered, so to say, in helping plan this beautiful ceremony for their dad. And I said, okay, well, look, and at this point, the service is about a day and a half away. So let's say it was a Wednesday. Um, they're there on a Wednesday with me. Their funeral was going to be Friday morning, right? So we had a little bit of time to, to figure this out. So they said, you know, we really don't want to have to talk to her. So of course, this is, I think as a funeral director, you, you never have proper boundaries, right? So, so I, I offered to call her and see if she can come in. So they said, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Yes, please, if you can call her, just let her know she has to sign. So I said, okay, well, give me her number, get, find out how I can get in contact with her and, and I'll see what I can do. So uh, later in that day, they call in, they said, okay, we have her phone number, here it is. So I'm thinking, oh man, this lady's gonna be like a raging bitch, right? Because if these kids are afraid of her and the way their faces looked when I mentioned her name, I thought she has to be a nightmare. So um, here I go, I pick up the phone, I dial her number and the sweetest voice answers the phone. And I thought, oh, okay, I guess I'm hoping I have the right number. <laughs> But it ended up being her. And I said, you know, I first want to offer my condolences. I'm so sorry for the loss of your brother. And she said, yes, you know, um, I heard that he passed away and um, have the services been scheduled. And 
that was the awkward part because, you know, you really can't release a lot of information if the family has things private. Um, you could release the public information, you know, and I, I, I relate, yes, you know, services are for Friday and I, I mentioned the public time and I said, but the reason for my call is um, we're processing the paperwork right now and just trying to finalize the insurance claim. And I would just need you to sign um, uh, for the form, uh, for, you know, for the beneficiary portion for us to be able to claim the funds for the expenses. So she said, oh, OK, uh, that's all you need is for me to sign. And I said, yes. And she said, OK, I'll be right down. And I thought, oh, my God, this couldn't be any easier. Like, this is awesome. Like, okay, this lady, you know what? She's not that bad. <laughs> so about maybe two hours pass. Um, but in between that time, once we hung up, I called the family and I said, hey, I got a hold of her. She was very nice on the phone. Um, and she said she's going to head right down to sign. And they were just like, oh, my gosh. They, you could tell they've had a huge sense of relief. And they said, okay, well, please let us know how it goes because she honestly, she may come off nice, but she's not a very nice person. And so they're telling me this and I thought, okay, yeah, they just probably had some family drama, right? So she shows up and um, I go up front to greet her and you know beautiful woman older woman very classy and you know I invite her to sit in the office with me and um so I I just explained to her you know this is uh, the claim form and she said well can I look at what was chosen for his service and I said oh well I can't release that information because you know the person in charge is their signatures on everything so you know but I I just need you to sign the claim form so the, ex the funeral expenses totaled literally almost the full 25000 The family spent, let's say, like 24899 right? It was almost to the to the 25000 So, So she just looking at the form and she said, you know, when my dad died years ago, my brother and I were supposed to work together as a team when finalizing my dad's arrangements and his estate and all the finances. And she said, and we, my dad had a will. And in the will, he left my brother everything. So then I thought, oh shit, here we go. This is where it's gonna turn on me. So I said, oh, okay, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. And she said, yeah, she goes, it was very devastating for me. And I went through a very hard time in my life. And, you know, what I feel my brother could have done was split things evenly. And he didn't. So what happens if I don't sign this form? And I said, well, ma'am, if you don't sign this form, then I can't claim the funds to pay for the funeral expenses. And she's like, oh. Okay, so then I could claim the money myself and I can pocket this money, the 25000 And I said, you know, ma'am, I don't know. You would need to talk to the insurance. So she said, okay, well, you know what? I'll consider this payback to my brother for not being fair to me. I'll claim this money and I'll keep this $25,000. And I just looked at her like, you are evil. <laughs> And I thought, oh my gosh. And she's like, when's the funeral? Tomorrow? And I said, oh, at this point, yes, the, the funeral's the next day. And I said, yes, ma'am, it's tomorrow. And she said, well, may he rest in peace. 
and she walks up and she just walks out of the building. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, she really could care less. Like she just literally like dropped the mic on this family. So I walked to the back office and my coworkers were like, what happened? Did she sign? And I'm like, no, she didn't fucking sign. She refused to sign and she actually walked out and she said she's going to claim the money herself. So they were like, oh my gosh, what, what a mess. And so now I have to call the family and let them know. So I call the kids and I call the Commonwealth and they were devastated. They said, are you freaking kidding me? She's so evil. She better not try to come to the funeral. Like they were crying. They were just so upset. So what I told, I said, do we need you guys to come back in so we can, you know, restructure everything? Cause you know what? They had chosen everything top of the line, right? Which a lot of families can't do, even though they want to, they don't have that, that flexibility financially to be able to do that. But they were relying on this policy to take care of this balance. So they come in and they said, no, you know what? We're going to, this is what our dad wanted. We're going to make it happen. Just please give us some time. We'll let you know by the end of the day, if we can keep the funeral the same day, because if we just need more time, we may have to cancel and postpone. So they were just so stressed and they were just overwhelmed. But you know what? They somehow came together and they pulled together that amount of the, almost the $25,000 to pay for the dad's funeral. And they paid us. They paid us in full. And I remember the funeral came and everything was beautiful. You know, it was it was amazing. Everybody was like, wow. You know, it just kind of impressed with the way the flowers looked, the casket, um, the beautiful collages, you know, er everything. It was perfect to a T. Um, and they honored what their dad wanted. And I thought, wow, that sister's going to go claim the 25000 And I, I just, I always wondered, you know, what, what peace would that give her? You know, how sad to hate your brother so much over all over money. You know, money is always the division in the family, you know. So about a week and a half passed and the insurance calls me and they said, hey, well, you have put in a claim, but we haven't received any of the claim forms. And we're just wondering um, when you're going to send the death certificate and the claim form. So I thought that was kind of funny because I've never had an insurance have to follow up with me because usually families always use the insurance and I send everything needed. So I said, oh, well, actually, um, you know, there was a little bit of a scenario where the beneficiary refused to sign and, and she said that she would just claim the funds for herself. So this was a first for me because the life insurance agent started laughing, right? She's on the other line laughing and she said, well, she's going to be in for a rude awakening because it's not that kind of policy. And I said, wait, excuse me? And she said, yeah. She goes, this isn't an assignable policy for her to cash out. She goes, he had put in his policy that this was for his funeral expenses. So this could only be paid to the funeral home and the cemetery. And I thought, oh my gosh, this lady is going to have to sign the damn forms because she she can't take this money after all. So they said, yeah, well, no, we're going to call her and let her know she needs to sign those forms because 
she can't claim this money. So I thought, oh my gosh, look at how it came back full circle and it kicked her in the butt because she was trying to be greedy, trying to be revengeful <laughs> to her brother. But that clause in there was that it could only be paid for the funeral expenses. It couldn't be cashed out. So a few days later, she comes in with her son and she was a completely different person. She wasn't the little sweet lady that I thought I seen in the beginning. She was pissed and she made sure that she was letting us have it. And I don't know why she was angry with us. You know, we were the middleman, but I think she was more embarrassed, you know, but she signed the claim forms and the insurance paid us. So what ended up happening to that money that the family had to pull together to come to, you know, raise to pay, we ended up refunding it back because at this point they had two credits on the account, which was the insurance money and the money that they paid us. So the family got the full $25,000 back. So I think Elvis's sister, she left the building, but she had to come back and sign that damn claim form. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this story. It's never a dull moment in the funeral home. <laughs>